What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. I know it's been a while since it's just been Tim and myself. We've had a lot of great guests on the show, so if you're behind on a few episodes, make sure you catch up. But today, we start with just chopping it up. We kind of catch up on some life things going on, and I bring a, a challenger to Tim's love for the restaurant, Bibby Bop. So I talk about my new favorite. Uh, I still love Bibibop, but I, I discovered one that I think is is a good challenger. So I bring that one up, um, kind of address some things going on in the world, but more so to lead into a, a mindset shift and way to approach difficult conversation that we picked up from Ryan Danley. We had him on the show episode 214. I talk about the way that he thinks we should approach conversation, especially the hard ones in today's society. And I talk about Tim's quick way of helping me shift my mindset uh, throughout the last week. In biz and life updates, I talk about contracting a new personal trainer for the coaching business. So that's exciting. Get into that. I took up an editing role with a cannabis company because I love that industry, wanted to get more involved in that space. Uh, so I go into that, some of the things I take and the different cannabinoids and components of that plant that are super beneficial, how I'm going to tie that into performance recover, performance and recovery, and then how I'm going about my content with the business as well. Much more methodical and purposeful approach, so I talk about that. And for book talk, I bring up Gary Vee's Crush It, his first book that he came out with and his mantra of cashing in on your passions. So jam-packed. Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, it's good to be back. We have we had a lot to update here, both in business and life, so glad we could get in here today. Um, and thanks for joining us, everybody. A lot of good lessons that we had to share from these things too. Yep, so yep. yeah, um, took on another big project for my business, a corporate resume project. So talk about the takeaways from that what I'm doing differently, uh, which leads to a discussion on like the, the best questions to ask yourself um, about your career uh, in your life. And then, yeah, talk about updates with my business plan and my website, things I'm doing there to improve those. And then, yeah, imagine this. I'm going to talk about pickleball today. So talk about, oh, oh. Talk about my, Ooh, here we go. <laughs> my first professional tournament experience, things I learned from it. Um, things I'm going to do differently for next time. So I'm going to talk about that. And then um, just like the impact of um, this new fitness and training routine I'm on, um, as well as a walking routine that I'm on as well, and, and how that ties into my quote um, from Nietzsche, um, a stoic ph- or a, a philosopher, um, and how that leads into stoic philosophy discussion uh, there at the end. So yeah. Uh, I know you guys are going to love this. Appreciate your time. And um, we're always open to feedback as well as ideas for topics and guests. So please reach out um, either through our, our Instagram or um, leave it, leave a review as well. Whatever you'd like to do, we um, we do it for you guys. So yeah. So without further ado, episode 219, enjoy this episode and happy Thanksgiving as well. Tim, I know you're a bibby bop aficionado yeah you could say that a a bibby bop a sore connoisseur of sorts i have a challenger for your bibby bop nation let's hear it enter sweet green sweet Sweet green baby on fire these people know how to do a bowl i create my own i had a mix of arugula kale cilantro blackened chicken herb roasted chicken avocado crunchy rice, uh, raw carrots. I mean, options galore, Tim. 
great sauces. I get a side of their sweet potato and the honey mustard that comes with it. Oh, chef's kiss, Tim. It's the same ordering process? Like you go in and you go down on an assembly I've not been in the actual building. This oh. is all uh, I've done was it? DoorDash. Oh, DoorDash. Yeah. Yeah. Only had a 50 cent delivery fee the other night. Tim Sweetgreen is worth your time. No free ads on the show, but damn, is it good. Yeah. And it's fresh. It's refreshing. And I like to Jeez. throw the cilantro in there. The sauces all come on the side. There's this jalapeno vinaigrette. Oh, baby. This. You're, wow, you're making man. this claim before even going in. So mm. it must be that good. I've never been in the building. Okay. But if Sweet Green needs to sponsor a podcast. Okay. Are they not on the same strip I have, I have no clue you don't, you don't even know I, I don't know much <laughs> even know I don't know so much you want to go to there now and get something you wouldn't know where to go maps would tell me where to go right I don't Without know much outside of worth your time okay sweet green is worth your time oh Tim it's so good yeah I might get it again today I might be that sick puppy and do it twice in a weekend yeah okay um, my, my first question this is yep I, I, I figured you'd have rebuttals as a BB Bob aficionado and representative I must ask how, and representative. <laughs> how far does your dollar go towards the amount of protein you get in the bowl? Meat. How much meat do you get in one serving? Because I, I get double meat at BB Bob. Yeah. I, I, I need I need the protein. Dude. So what is it? It's bulk season, Tim. Of course you need double meat. You meats. just get a regular you just got what meat did you get? So I get I also double meat. You did double I meat get there. blackened chicken as well as herb roasted chicken. Oh, okay. That was for the two. So it adds a few that. dollars. But it's very good chicken, quality, juicy, tender, uh, just gives your taste buds a burst of explosion of flavors. Yeah, this is, okay, this is wild because I looked them up on the maps just now. They are in the same, like, strip as Bebop. They're, they're like, this wow. is like a rivalry for the ages. Hmm. Okay. We should have. I want to try it out. I will try it out. Each owner on the podcast, and let's duke it out. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet green versus baby bop. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But that I would it's like good. to I talk appreciate... to both of them and see what the marketing strategy mm-hmm. was, like, because you will have some that takes away if one were to go 10, 15 minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. Could you each capitalize on a bigger market? for both of the businesses rather than trying to split the same market. Yeah. You know, cause like here you and I are physically opposite ends of the table mm-hmm. and now food wise opposite ends of the table. Yeah. Baby Bop V sweet green. BB Bop. So BB Bop, they're like, they're kind of specialized, like Asian influence, Asian yeah, style fair, food. Fair. This, this is, seems more like a holistic, everything just like more like Americanized, maybe not Americanized, but like they don't, yeah, I think they don't dabble I mean, the in the Asian cuisine it's, side it's, of things. It's very yeah. similar restaurants, very similar health foods, health mm-hmm. food. Um, I'm trying to think of any differences up front, but I mean, I gotta check this out just so we can. It's do a, it's very good. Do a little report it's very back. good. Um, and I like Bibi Bob. Yeah, I'm Let's down. Let's do a podcast in the restaurant. <laughs> Live review. We go to we do a 20 30 minute podcast in one location, 20 30 minutes <laughs> in the other. We have bowls side by side. We each get different different entrees and we assess i love this idea we gotta do it and and i like baby bop this is not me being anti baby bop i am just so pro sweet green because mm-hmm. i saw it pop up i was dog sitting for our friend shelby and, and nicole a few weeks back 
and it was late. I got home real late. I had some food prepped, but I was still hungry. And so I'm just perusing on DoorDash and I see Sweetgreen under the healthy section. I've never heard of Sweetgreen. What is this secret, secret food? And I look through the menu. Okay, I'm in. I'm going to try it. Worth my time at least once. If I hate it, okay, whatever. Opposite of hated it, Tim. I love I'm it. all in on I sweet green. No, I'm sure I'll love it. I, I'm just interested to see if I love it more or less. Yeah, and I'm not trying to make you love it more. I just wanted to put it on your radar for another health option for you. What's uh, How much did you spend? So, because I'm not like normal people and I eat for two, I pay for two. Yeah. So... I mean, the delivery fee was only 50 cents. What got me was the extra protein, which is like three or four bucks. Um, And then I added extra vegetables, which they're like 50 cents per. Um, And then I tip, I tip. Yeah, so you get like so many. Uh, You get like three or four veggies and then you can add more for like 50 cents. They cut you off at four. I think so, I think so. But limited at, at BB Bob, there's only they have about twelve ingredients. Only two of them are extra cost. You can get like ten. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Maybe it's worth it. The some of the sauces at Baby Bop though, I can't eat. Like mm. the yum yum sauce, I cannot eat because mm. they put like wheat and gluten in. All it. of them, you yeah. can't eat. Uh, most of them, yeah. Mm. The ones that I really want to have, I cannot have. Gotcha. Um, that sucks. Okay. Yes, that but like you're at a crossroads as well. But yeah. Um, Man, sweet green. I think I paid what I pay like twenty five dollars or something, but I tipped like seven or eight of those dollars were tip for okay. the driver too. So, I mean, that's a good chunk. The extra sweet potatoes on the side. So the if I just got the bowl, I'd be under twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Is this a business expense? Not not business? that night, not that night. But looking <laughs> moving forward, it definitely can can and will be. Like today, since I'll be eating while I'm working, it'll probably be a business expense. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you and I go there, we're gonna be talking business. Yeah. We're gonna be podcasting. Yeah, talking marketing strategies for our other businesses. It's a it's an expense. Yeah, yeah. an okay. investment into my health, Tim. Yeah, as well as. For the business. Yeah, you said it yourself. I'll always pay extra for extra protein. But no yeah, free ads. We'll, we'll but let's see it. who wants to sponsor us first. Yeah, we'll review it. I I don't want to start a bidding war, Tim, but if it happens, it happens. <laughs> but Shoot Sweet Green. Yeah, Sweet yeah, Green. They had great. to put it on your radar. Just toss it out there for you. Yeah. See if you like it. Try it once, twice if you do. Okay. Um. But yeah, I'm, again, I like Bibby Bop. But right now, I'm, I'm Team Sweet Green. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 we'll, we'll do a review. We'll get back with you guys. Yeah, but I did have to bring it up because I know how much you do enjoy Bibby Bop. And yeah. rightfully I so. I don't think there's a single place better right now. But uh, Another bold statement. Yeah. Very bold. We'll save my defense for Bibby Bop for the review pot of the both when we do both. And okay. Yeah. Cause okay. You know what? We have. I'll be here for 30 minutes talking about it. He's going to get a whole defense case going. Oh, yeah. I, I don't need it. I, it's all up here. I, I know I know a lot of why I would take there. Okay, what else is going on in, in for you? Man, dude, stuff's been been crazy. Been traveling a lot. Um, I made a post on the, the coaching Instagram. Just had to reprioritize for a bit. Had some family things to, to prioritize. And then uh, I'll get into some biz uh, updates as well. 
but I I am expanding, scaling the business, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Brought on, uh, I'm contracting another personal trainer, just needed some help, good. which is good and also different at the same time, but I'll go through some, some growing pains uh, with that. But I wanted to, man, I was thinking about our episode with Ryan Danley, and that's episode 214, if you guys haven't listened to it. And um, I had someone reach out and bring up the whole like Israel-Palestine and, and we're not here to pick sides, empathize for innocent lives. We're, pro, we're pro-humanity. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate all the things going on, but I see how emotionally enraged a lot of people are. And then it reminded me of when we spoke with Ryan and we asked him, what would you do to help shift mindset and society and how we're going about conversations with each other and and he responded super well with coming from a place of genuine curiosity even if you think how the fuck can someone think that way even if you think that that's fine but add the conversation to learn and it will either reaffirm your beliefs and or hopefully help you understand why those people think that way maybe you change your mind maybe you don't but you need to be open to changing your mind which is scary for a lot of people but I think if if we had less of the arguing headlines and rage, because I think media and all that, they want us so outraged. They want us to pick a side. I saw comments on a post of, oh, there is only one side. That's a dangerous spot to be when you can't empathize with what's going on to innocent, just humans. We're all human beings. We all have emotion. That's fine. But we're not controlling things. We're not adding context. We're not having conversation. And, and so it just really kind of hit me the last few weeks of, man, Ryan Danley's perspective of having genuine curiosity with people, understanding the whys behind thought has gone out the window. Mm-hmm. And I think if we brought that back, if we gave less power to those higher ups like in, in government and media and it doesn't matter which side i don't care if you're republican democrat they all fucking do it but getting people so enraged where now we're at each other it's like what if we didn't do that mm-hmm. how much better could we make things which would be scary for established establishments all governments media if the people came together on the same side mm-hmm. like hey we're pro us we're pro people we're pro doing good things in the world and right now things are sideways how do we get back on track mm-hmm. But with with deeply rooted hatred that goes on thousands of years that most of us don't understand the complexities, it, it's hard to get there. Mm-hmm. So I don't have an answer, but I, I just wanted to bring up Ryan Danley's answer to our question of coming from places of genuine curiosity, trying to speak to people, talk to them, not at them, and just understand. Because yeah. there's a lot of things we don't. Things are very complex. A lot of things most of us will never understand or feel or have to go through. But um, it's just, man, it's a weird time to be alive. And it's unfortunate what goes on. Yeah. Uh, Because, yeah, man, like you and I, we just want people to do well, do good things, Mm -hmm. promote good things in the world. And I can understand how hard it can be sometimes. Mm -hmm. But coming from a place of genuine curiosity of just trying to speak to someone and understand, even if you wildly disagree, instead of, oh, you're this side, you're that side, you're this type of person because – Man, what's the name calling and labeling going to do? Mm-hmm. Only enrage everyone else. And before you know it, you're in a heated argument. Then you see people fight. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. 
But yeah, having a, a genuine curious side of how can you think that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where like we used to have that. We don't have that anymore. It's just all rage and and so it's tough, man. Again, I don't have the answer, but I think that's a good step when we spoke to Ryan of come from a place of curiosity and try to learn from other people. Yeah. Rather than, you know, we don't all need an opinion on every single thing. Yeah. We all get wrapped up in it, but talk to people, have conversation where you do disagree and then you can be fine at disagreeing. It's okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's a lot going on right now where things we don't know or understand. um, This is a, a, just a weird time. Yeah. Weird time. Yeah, I think we're at we're just a really difficult spot with social media too because mm-hmm. the conversations that we have, I, I don't think the Instagram comments are the best place to have them sometimes because no. <laughs> dude, like, yeah, like you can it's wild ride, west. You, you bro. can you can write out like a well thought out message. Anybody, I mean, you can, but I just I really don't think you get the same ability to learn and understand people and do your research through conversation unless it's it's like through a phone call or in person. Yeah, and I, I just. I think it's tough, especially when there are people who are literally funded to just comment on posts and mm-hmm. stir up the pot. And yeah. that's where we spend a majority of our time. So um, I guess just do your research, control what you can control, and control the type of conversation you're having. Because I think just scrolling through these social media and comments, and I'm guilty of it too, and I'll talk about it later on the pod, but like it's it's really tough to get out, out of when that's... Mm-hmm gonna be there i don't think it's going away soon and that's yeah. what kind of concerns me about the whole idea in itself so yeah yeah it's who knows where it's gonna go but i don't know you and i were talking offline we uh at church they talked about just the religious history of the palestinians and and jewish people and it's just it's interesting how, how far back it goes and you know depending on your religion your scripture is is correct the other person believes their scriptures and it's politics war all this stuff it's unfortunate because no one thinks they're wrong Mm -hmm. and i understand like you know i i believe my faith is is correct but i understand other people believe their faith is correct and i think there's a lot of overlap that we're still ignoring where we could find a common ground and still have the differences but uh, it was just interesting to learn the history and how far back it goes how deeply rooted it goes but you're right with social media just amplifies everything a mm-hmm. hundred times over and once it's it's out you can't reel it back in mm-hmm. you know there's no doing less social now mm-hmm. with where we're at so yeah yeah it, it was just a, a thought that i've i've had the last couple weeks and and made me think of of danley's perspective which i thought was spot on mm-hmm. and a way to guide conversation in a more productive uh and peaceful manner mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah, episode 214. That was, he spit some fire. Good yep. knowledge from, from Dan Lee. Yeah. But, and you helped me change my mindset this week, which I appreciate. I saw that. I, when I read your, your email, yeah. over, I kind of blushed when I read it. So. Well, the, the, see, people Man, like I'm you. So people I, like I made his show notes. <laughs> my people, name's in there. You, you always make the show notes, baby. But I, I appreciate, this is why I like surrounding myself with people like you, because you challenge my, my mindset. Um, and make me have different and better perspective because I was a little hot and bothered by Megan Rapinoe, the soccer player with pink hair, saying that her, her Achilles injury was because there is no God. Mm-hmm. And I was a little heated. I'm like, 
look, I'm not going to be the savior of defending God's honor. People killed him. Like, mm-hmm. he's been defending himself for thousands of years. But I was like, if you don't believe, why bring it up? Why, why try to just twist the knife? And so, um, you know, I had some words, and you're like, well, just feel sorry for, for the mindset of that blame. And so I, I appreciated that mindset shift, and it made me think, man, she could be you know, that sucks. That really sucks. I've not had that level of injury, but I've had some good ones. But what about all the things you do have? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. where did that come from? So it was just, uh, yeah, I needed to give you some some appreciation and uh, gratitude for changing my mindset and just, hey, just feel feel sorry for certain mindsets where it's, it's because there is no God this happened. Well, whether you believe God or not, I mean, what was her warm-up like? What's her mobility yeah. been like? What's everything about her regimen been like? And things just happen well, to yeah. pro athletes. Like looking at Rodgers. Yeah. Stud. Achilles. Gone. Yeah. Well, what what else did I say? I said something else, didn't I? Um, what else did I Because I, I want to expand upon that. I yeah, yeah. Uh, let me... My phone all is I was, recording right I now. Say, I said what I said. And I said something Oh, you said, what did she do to you? Yeah, I yeah. said something because... I got a message from someone else this morning just hating on that Angel Reese girl from LSU. She got suspended. Yeah, she's like... Who's Angel? I don't know. I don't know that story. Yeah, all I'm saying is like when you can't control someone else, you should never like really compare yourself to them. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, like you, we can read everything about what everybody says and mm-hmm. sometimes it's tough to get away from seeing the headlines, but like... That doesn't mean that you necessarily need to have an opinion on everything either. Right. Of what other people say. Right. And like when these people haven't even met us before, all these like celebrities that we watch what they say, like mm-hmm. they don't even know you exist, but like you're spending your fit, finite energy worrying about like what they say and having an opinion about it. Mm-hmm. I think when you do it once, it's like, yeah, it's only a part of my day. But I think if you get in the habit of like always tuning into what people say and worrying about what like people say, I think it can take away energy from doing things that are productive, uh, like for your own life. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that was good. But I was like, yeah, get humbled today. Get get brought back down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, other than that, um, i trying to think if there's anything else before biz life updates. No, things are good, though, man. Um I feel I feel right with everything I'm doing. Everything I'm I got my my hands in right now, work wise. Uh, personally, fe- feeling good about things. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I just kind of feel on track right now at the moment, <clears throat> and going in between yellow and green lights, as McConaughey w- would put it. So right now, hit hitting the stretch of greens. Um, so gonna ride that until I hit yellows and reds. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, fe- feeling good about things, um, getting things back on track. Met with uh, a-, a wealth accumulation uh, guy who does investments. Talked about corporate investing accounts, where I can put a little bit, and they have you know quarterly fees, but it helps to grow, make my money work. Mm-hmm. So having those types of meetings, uh, reaching out to a new accountant. So just doing like the admin, mm-hmm. the business side of things, where I just want to make sure structurally everything is as pristine and tip-top as it can be mm-hmm. and where wealth is starting to to grow yeah so because yeah no, trying to he asked my goal i'm like work less make a whole lot more mm-hmm. <laughs> he yeah. laughs i'm like Dude, that's that's it so yeah doing those things but yeah feeling feeling like everything is so far tracking well at the present moment good yeah yeah, yeah. no I, and 
just yeah, proud of you as being being a business owner and like going through waves of like being a business owner, but also working for someone else, mm-hmm. balancing your time. Like it's part of the journey of the the empire and the the yeah. business and the brand that you're creating. Like it's so easy to get caught up in what's going on in the now, but like you're maximizing the now so that you can, yeah you can you can build something meaningful. So, yeah, yeah. Even the small things even and the, small and good things. on you for like. There's so many th- important things that we need to take care of as humans, as business owners, that like there's only 24 hours in a day. So mm-hmm. like knowing who to hire or pay to take the load and the stress off of you of an area like financial management or yep. uh, anything like that, like life planning, whatever. Yeah. So, yes. Because they're experts in that. Yeah. I'm expert at what I do. Yeah. And maybe I shouldn't say expert. Uh, I don't want to throw that too loosely, but I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to be a professional at someone else's like I'm just gonna hire out the best mm-hmm. people to do that let me do my job yeah so what's going on in the the life of Tim yeah uh, just a couple uh, so first I got a, a new car which is long overdue I've had the same one since uh, my sophomore year of high school so over like 12 years that's and a good life of a car it was, man. A, gr- it was a great run but yeah, yeah. I uh, I want I want to start and it was getting to the point where the cost to fix it and keep going was going to be getting high to the point where I might as well just buy a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't really take long distance trips with the old car, so I, I want to start traveling more, whether it's to go see family, pickleball tournaments, whatever. So nice. I camping, more space for camping. So that's mm-hmm. what influenced the and it looks the slick too. Yeah, it's a slick looking whip. Man. Yeah, so vi- yeah. and more than just the car, but like just the peace of mind it brings me of being able to get to places safely and. Uh, the, the air works in this car the unlike air the works. other one so uh, it's, i mean my uh, my my checklist was very small but uh, yeah. yeah it was good so and then i took it out for its first long trip to west virginia for my first uh, professional pickleball tournament yes i said that nice professional let's go would have never thought i would be doing that a year and a half ago um, pro pickleball baby yeah but this was the first one i've done that were, there was like legit professionals in it it was for money um, i got six out of 15 very disappointing because i was i go into every tournament expecting to win and when i don't i'm disappointed but uh very happy with the experience and the skills and the perspective i took from it because um, like yeah like you can if you play with the same people all the time and you win all the time and you only play with people who you beat all the time, mm-hmm. you are not going to get better at whatever you do. If yeah. you hang out with the same people all the time, hang out with people who you're smarter than, you're not going to grow as a person in your field. So I had to go out and step outside of my comfort zone. I took a solo trip out there, stayed in a hotel, whatever. Nice. Did things I don't normally do like like that. So I took a trip like that and was able to face people who have won matches on the top professional tour. So I'm playing playing the best competition I've ever faced. And yeah. um, while I didn't win, like I know where I need to be because I've experienced it firsthand in a competitive setting. Um, and I just, it, afterwards it motivated me. I just need to work harder. I need mm. to, I need to practice harder than I already have. And yeah, it was great. What, um, <clears throat> what parts of, of your game are you prioritizing to improve on after this tournament? Uh, definitely my backhand. Like my okay. backhand's good, but I mean, if you're playing a match where someone hits it to your backhand every time, which is what they were doing, that tells you something. Like yeah. you need to get a little bit better at it. So, yeah. okay. Um, working on backhand drives, like hard shots, but also touch shots to the backhand. So, mm. um, that's what I'm focusing on there. Yeah. How? Uh, I'm sure you stacked up well athleticism wise. How was how conditioning, endurance, things like that? Any issues there? 
Uh, how'd you stack up with competition there? It sounds like maybe there were just some different technique and skill yeah. differences. I definitely don't think it was a conditioning issue this time. It was definitely yeah. sk- the, the skill level just wasn't there. Hmm. Um, it was a, an issue uh, two and a half months ago when I played in Cincinnati, and I learned from that. Yeah. I, was, I was cramping. Like by the, by the end, like I just didn't have enough strength to even like hit a shot, honestly. Man. So um, I learned from that and have incorporated like extensive stretching routines, not only before my workouts, but after my workouts, before I go to bed, and when mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning. Um, and that has made a monumental difference in like the way I feel after a workout, pickleball session, uh, for two singles pickleball session. So when you play singles in pickleball, like you're running around, and that's where like yeah. you cover a lot of ground. Yeah. Even though it's a smaller court, you are running around a lot, and so um, that was not an issue this time because I prepared for that. I adjusted my training schedule for that. It's just a matter of the skill level. I I need to continue to to keep working and. There has, I, I'm not sure if I shared this on the pod last time, but I found a group of people that uh, work out at a gym at Lifetime Fitness here in Indianapolis. Nice, dude. Um, we go like pretty much every morning just practicing skill shots. We play a little bit, but it's like dedicated time to like getting better. Yeah. And like people are like, oh, like you, you train pickleball? What the heck? You are crazy. <laughs> Whenever I tell people that, like whether it's pickleball, whether it's drawing pictures, art, whether it's jump rope, whatever you want to do, like do something that like you can like get better at. And I I think it helps not only get better at that thing, but I just noticed like positive impacts in other areas of my life. Just nice. Pushing yourself at something where you hurt a little bit, but like you have to break through that resistance of your body. Cause Mm -hmm. like when you get to those moments where you're tired and, and whatever like you can say to yourself i know what this feeling has been like i've i've lost in these moments like who says i can't go further this time in this yeah. session whatever whatever it may be i think it's tough to explain sometimes but i think it's good for your mental because i think when you face adversity in other areas of your life because you face adversity in this like siloed activity you know like what it you know your body's capable of it. yeah and you, you need to show your body who's boss every day like you need to be like for can sure. I, can I still move this today? Yeah. Can, can it still go? And like yeah. I think testing it and testing it uh, right, I think it's good. So that's that's what I really got from it. How have um, this new group you're playing with? Have they become a, a step up in terms of talent you're playing against as well? Are you pretty even with them? How, how are you stacking up there? Because I know this pro tournament you said you played uh, played against people that were extremely good like very high skill uh comparative to your new group at, at lifetime where do they stack up with what you just played against in the tournament yeah there's better skill levels just yeah. because they 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 work and they practice mm-hmm. harder so like they're, they're going to be better um i think from the from the point of like just discipline and self-improvement and the willingness to get in the gym at 5 a.m and yeah. practice yeah. regardless of what their skill level may be compared to mine, like that's a valuable trait in a person. And as long as you, they give me good practice and they're, yeah. and they're skilled enough to give me good practice and hit tough shots at me that I, that will prepare me for the best players. Mm-hmm. That's all you can ask for. So yeah. that's what I really get from this group. But nice. obviously, man, I'm reaching the point where like, I am like, I'm trying to find whoever the best players in Indy are and somehow get my, get my foot into a group yeah. like that. Like I, I want to see the best. In nice. it. I really do think I'm to the point where in doubles at least, cause doubles and singles is different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've reached the point where I'm better at doubles than I am singles now. Interesting. It didn't used to be that way, but okay. way, way, way better at doubles now because I've been practicing. Um, but yeah. Uh, and because I've been practicing 
in a doubles setting, it that has given me improvement in the singles area hmm. too. So there is some commonality, but yeah. yeah, I'm just just like with anything in life, like you got to hang out with people who are smarter, who are more successful than you. I just need to keep keep like like obviously maximize the present moment and, and practice and play with the people that are willing to put in the work like I am. Yeah. Um, but you always got to be looking at where the best groups are and um, try to get in. So that's, that's where I'm at. So I, I just want to see how far I can go. I don't know what that is yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. When, um, when do you achieve like, I guess, pro status? Like when do you considered a professional at pickleball? Like I know in some sports, like once you accept money, you're yeah. you're called a professional. Is there what what standard do you meet in pickleball to become like a professional or just yeah. competing at professional tournaments? Is that is that when they determine? Oh, hey, this is a pro tournament, so you are now a professional. Mm-hmm. Like when when can you throw that title in the bio? Yeah, that's a good question because I think the word professional athlete or just professional in general, I think it's kind of loosely floated out there, and people have mm-hmm. different definitions of it. Mm-hmm. My definition is if like. If you can make a living off that, I think you're a professional. I like that. That's how I see it. Okay. I like that. Um, When you've reached the point where like that's the only thing that you would need to do to sustain your life, Mm -hmm. I think you're a professional at that. Um, But yeah, you could take it from the – I would consider yourself a professional if you've earned money from a tournament. Yeah. That's what I would – Okay. So you could also look at it that way. So I think both are correct in a sense. But Yeah. Um, and I will say like, um, there's like a few tours, there's the PPA tour, there's the APP tour, there's the MLP. They've had some restructuring lately and I'm not really like concretely sure on what like the path to getting there is. Cause I know they, they sign people to contracts. So those are obviously professionals, but I think as the game grows, you will see a lot of just random tournaments spring up throughout the country that, they're not like an APP or PPA or official tour tournament, but mm-hmm. you just get a local sponsor in the area and they put money in the tournament and they collect, they pool the money and they draw an open division. Yeah. Anything can be a professional tournament. And that's what that West Virginia one was. Nice. And that's what this Florida one is that I'm going to be doing on December 1st. Oh, so. sweet. Yeah. Sweet. That's um, why I couldn't do the second for the interview. I only do the ninth because I'll be in Florida. Oh, oh, I'll be in Florida cool. the first very week of cool. December. But Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were strategizing. Got another guest uh, coming in the next few weeks that will be – he's another business owner, a well-known uh, fitness and sports performance trainer in Indy. So it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, met him through jujitsu, so it'll be a good time. Yeah. yeah he's a go-getter, man. Mm-hmm. He, he's like-minded like us. You're going to jive. Uh, you, you said something interesting that I wanted to ask about is you said you have to kind of – let your body know who the boss is and gauge like your level of exhaustion and, and exertion. How do you know for you at least, are there certain indicators or things that you pay attention to, to determine today I need to really back off versus the tired of, oh, I'm just a little tired. I need to stop being lazy and just get after it versus my body needs to recover. How, yeah. how do you kind of discern the two of, I'm just kind of being soft about it. I need to get in and get after it. Mm-hmm. Tired versus I do need a lighter day. I need to rest. Yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, yeah, you just gotta you just gotta uh, importantly listen to your body and what it says. Like if you if you're sore, like listen to that. But I don't know, man. I'm I'm different from most people. Like mm-hmm. I gotta just I'm gotta do something every day, or yeah. else I feel like the day is a waste. Yeah, yeah. 
So whether that like, I'd say the base level, like if I don't do anything, like the least I'll do is I'll just not, I may not go to the gym or not work out that day, but I'll definitely take a couple walks around Mm -hmm. my neighborhood. Yeah. So like, that's kind of like the lowest baseline level if I don't do anything that day. But I do like a combination of things every day. I either just, I I walk, I go walk 18 holes, I go Mm -hmm. do a lift, I go play pickleball, um, I go play volleyball. Any one of those combination of things, either two or three of those every day. Yeah. But but there are days where I wake up and I, I do feel like an extra sore. I'm like, uh, I may only do one or two things today instead okay. of two or three. Like there's been times where like I've been going hard for a couple of days and I can feel myself like a little more sore than I usually do getting out of bed in the morning. Sure. And even through my morning stretches, it's still like there sometimes i'll have to cancel that tea time and not not walk the 18 holes today gotcha. like being able to like reduce you won't the just get a golf cart and still golf yeah <laughs> you know, i've done that before but man like right, i'm not gonna walk the 18 still gonna yeah. play 18 but it's a golf cart and day. <laughs> like i i wouldn't ask anybody like compare yourself to anybody else's fitness routine because I, I think mine's mine's different like yeah yeah i just but for me, me like i just Ever since like unlocking the power of stretching the last couple of months, like I just feel yeah. like at this point I've reached the point where I'm I'm pretty much well prepared for anything. Nice, nice. but yeah, but you gotta listen just to your body, man. Two, three a days, <laughs> hence the double protein from Bibi Bop. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm very very select. Been a lot more selective with my time. Yeah, lately. good as you should be. Trying trying to yeah trying trying to prioritize friends f- family, but also like i need to do things for like myself no yeah. matter what yeah no well we, we've talked about it before it's like the oxygen mask rule on a on a plane mm-hmm. when those drop down you need to put yours on first before you help someone else yeah because if if you you can't breathe mm-hmm. how can you help someone else as effectively yeah same thing here if if your <clears throat> body's in disarray if if you're not exercising you're not moving you're not eating right you're not sleeping enough you know, if your body is underperforming all day, every day, how can you help other people do anything? Mm-hmm. You know, and you just, you feel worse. You don't think as clearly. And, uh, you know, you, you send DMs to your podcast partner that you're going to eviscerate someone for what they said and you never met them. You know, so <laughs> y- you need to keep things in check. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's why I send you. I know I'll get I'll get the, the feedback that I, I know I needed before before. <laughs> Yeah, going going guns blazing. Yeah, but no, it's I, always out of a place of love. Like I always, oh, I know. It's never like <laughs> I just I want to I want to I, I always want people to like look at things in a in a cool in a clear yeah. way. Yeah, usually I can check myself before I wreck it, but uh, that one I was like, I was, yeah, I was real quick. I was no, like, oh man, no, that's one of the most positive quality things about you, though. One of the most positive qualities is like what you believe in whether it's like core principles for yourself and the mm-hmm. things that like you're very strongly opinion like like in whatever you believe mm-hmm. and if when you're strong in what you believe like that's a powerful thing yeah i think you need to be grounded in yeah i mean and and not saying that i'm i am a stubborn person at times but i am open to changing my mind mm-hmm. about things i've changed my mind a ton of times about things health and fitness related mm-hmm. training uh, methodologies or nutrition you know i've changed my mind umpteen different times mm-hmm. so i go in accepting the fact i might have my mind changed but i'm okay with that mm-hmm. so if there's a better way to do something that's what i want yeah like but yeah i do have core principles beliefs and values that yeah. are unwaverable yeah and whenever you have that foundation like 
I feel like you're you're really good at how you spend your time when mm-hmm. you know you, when you have that strong belief system. That's yeah. one of your positive qualities. Yeah. Oh, so it's good. Oh. <clears throat> From you blushing to me blushing, it's just, just it's just a little feel good podcast. Yeah, let's man. Thanksgiving each- week, we're thankful. Yeah, let's just promote each other up, and, yeah. and you know, <laughs> nothing is wrong. We're so awesome. God, it's, let's just wrap this shit up. <laughs> All right, Tim. Uh, what's going on in in the business life for you, man? Yeah, um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been a while since we've kind of uh, yeah. We'll catch up on here. all the things. Yeah. Um, first thing is uh, my second corporate resume project, um, where I'm I'm going into a company and I'm writing biographies and like internal credential resumes mm. for the team members. So I'm doing doing it up for another local company here in Indy, um, and just. This is one of the things that I love doing because of I did a project like this before. I asked myself when I do this a second time, a bigger project where I have to write 25 resumes and bios in a span of three weeks. And how do I get to know every person in a meaningful level to write these? Mm-hmm. Um, I try to ask myself, how can I do better? And I think the biggest things that I'm focusing on is like better communication with everybody. So like setting up meetings, setting out like official communications, streamlining that a little bit so that... Um, I feel like sometimes like less communication is better in terms of like, cause like last time I feel like I sent a lot of communications out to the, the employees and I feel like I sent them too much to the point where they kind of got confused on what they needed from me. Gotcha. So this time I kind of simplified it a little bit more and, and streamlined it. And that's made scheduling these meetings, these informational interviews a lot more cleaner and easier. So um, just like the logistics of like project management, I'm doing yeah. a lot better this time. Um, I'm asking like better questions, like in the interviews, um, trying to get someone like trying to, when you ask someone about what they do for a living, like their job, that's like such, like, that's only like one of like 10 hats they wear. So I've, I've done like a better job of like asking like, Oh, like what type of core principles or things outside of work motivate you mm. to, to be inside work? And I think that unlocks like a whole nother conversation. So yeah. felt like this time around, I've been able to gather a lot more meaningful content about them as people, them as leaders, them as like uh, coaches for their kids' teams or whatever they do outside of work too, and how that makes them a better like just professional in general. So yeah. um, been doing that. And then, yeah, so doing that. Um, and then just some internal stuff. I've been a lot more like I formalized like my more comprehensive business plan. So literally putting everything down. So like my service offerings, my competitive advantage, marketing, sales and marketing strategies, my key partnerships on who I want to partner with. Ooh, um, so being a lot up. more strategic. Yeah. The door's so, open. So being a lot more strategic about that and like getting SOPs created for every single process. I know yeah. we've. I've talked. I've talked about doing this, but I've always had this on paper and mm-hmm. getting a little, lot more organized. And then, um, yeah, doing that has like translated into me updating my website too. So I've gone through the content on my website, not only on the homepage but also my service pages. A lot more user friendly, a lot more informative too. And um, yeah, so I've been doing that nice. internally. So nice. Um, are there any? questions i guess uh, questions or specific processes i know you're improving communication any questions you're now asking people in this second uh corporate resume project that has really uh unlocked more potentials and a better way of doing things like is there any one question that has come to you that you've implemented or uh a set of information or data that 
that focus has been just revolutionary in, in your process. Are you talking about from the point of like me gathering like informational interview context and me gathering information from yes. the resume or just like any type of conversation? Uh, just from, from those conversations of, yeah. of how to improve their resume better than your last corporate project. Is there any singular question or mm -hmm. piece of information from them that has been like the catalyst for yeah. a lot more growth and potential? Yeah. Uh, two things. I think first thing is obviously like the, your core principles, external motivations mm. outside of work. Is there anything that drives you, whether it's like your, your, your parents influence, your wife's influence, your family's influence, a, a leader you look up to, is there any guiding principles that guide you in your work? Mm. So that's one thing. Cause they reveal a lot more like personal stuff at that point. Yeah. That's one thing. Um, and then, uh, what was the other one? Mm. He said, fuck. Just Oh yeah. Uh, the other one would be, is there anything like any adversity you face in your career? Any obstacles you've had Ooh. to overcome? Like when have you faced the most stress in your career? I, cause I think you learn the most about yourself when you are like, your back is up against the wall. Mm -hmm. uh, money's tight and you, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do well in your job to support your family, like different things like that in your life yeah. where, um, when people reveal that stuff, there's so much to unpack from that. Cause like, interesting. Okay. Cause then you, you ask them that they describe a time when they're in the overcome. And then you, that leads like, Hey, because you went through that, what positive things came from that? Because you had to face that. And then that leads up another discussion. So I think asking that I think is key. Yeah. Opens up a lot of cans of worms. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it gets, it gets someone to admit like, yeah, some, some, uh, Thing like, because everybody likes to admit all the positive things about themselves, but that can emphasize like people realize something that they weren't good at, a weakness mm -hmm. that they had, a mistake they made, and but you want to focus on what they learned from it and how they like overcame that that bad thing about themselves. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, what so a I good, think, I think good that's cool. question. Yeah, and that probably takes them off guard a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Like one being asked what drives them outside of work too, mm -hmm. and what drives them to work. Um, but then, yeah, a asking that of hard times, adversity, and, yeah, and they probably kind of surprise themselves with their answers after they think about it. Yeah, like, oh, I, I, I did do that thing. I did yeah. get through that, that red light. Yeah, you know? and that's a dude. I'm not gonna lie. Like the reason why I, I asked that this time and not last time is because it's kind of like a really. It's low-key a personal question to ask, too, mm -hmm. someone you've never met before, yeah. too. So, like, I always like to preface, like, hey, like, don't feel like you need to get too personal if you don't want to, but then I'll preface it with that. The more, the better. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. yeah. Okay. And I, I always, like, at the beginning of the call, I always tell the person, like, everything that we discuss on this call stays between us. Like, yeah. I tell them, like, I'll be taking notes on this call, but, like, you and I will be the only people know that had this call. So, yeah. yeah. That's why I always tell them. Gives them the That's safe good. space. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm curious, what did you write down, or if you have written it uh, in your business plan, what did you write down as your competitive advantage? Yeah, I'll pull it up here. Yeah. <clears throat> Get the business plan up. Writing SOPs. Ugh, I hate that. <laughs> I, we've talked about it. I hate it. Yeah, I should probably have this memorized, right? If I'm, I'm well, out of business. I, mean, I need to just be able to pull these out of my pocket when you ask. But yes I'm, I'm no, pulling like, up the plan now. It's a whole business plan. Like, there's a lot of of move, moving parts and components. So I didn't expect you to have it off the bat. Like, if I were to say, "Oh, hey, give me your elevator pitch," yeah. different than 
I, I'm curious what you wrote down as your competitive advantage, like why people go to you instead of everyone else. Yeah, my competitive advantage is revolved around six key ingredients, six Ooh, things is what I... Let's cook it up. Detail-oriented approach, meaningful dialogue and conversation, which is what we just talked about a little yep. bit ago, yep. rapid response and attentiveness, adaptive ability to to create different types of narratives. So mm. like my ability to talk to any type of professional, whether they're an IT leader or whether they're a salesperson or whether they're an artist or whether they're a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, like I can get into your head and understand the things about you and then put it on the paper. Yeah. I'm not in well-defined in one niche. That's what I mean by adapt, uh, the ability to craft different narratives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Audience-centric communication. So like, whether you're a job seeker looking to, to get a job, whether you're a business owner who needs a email template to, to, to get more business, like I can create content that um, not only leverages your unique value and your skills, but phrases it in a way that would be valuable to the person you're trying to reach. So Ooh, okay. um, audience-centric communication. Um, and then my ability to use digital tools and software. So like the, the job search process today, it's extremely digital. Companies use mm -hmm. software to filter resumes, um, organize candidates. Um, you People apply for jobs online for like 99% of the jobs nowadays. Like yeah. you're going through some type of computer. Yeah. I'm very knowledgeable of the different job search platforms, but also um, the tools that companies use to filter your resume because I incorporate that into my own process mm -hmm. so that your resume is ready for the digital age. Yeah. So, And yeah. I, I think that's, like those are all <clears throat> outstanding components, but knowing what software other companies are using too to scan through resumes, keywords, mm -hmm. because some candidates probably are super qualified mm -hmm. and get passed over because they didn't have certain words. Mm -hmm. And you know how to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. But that it does happen to a lot of people, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Where it's, oh, it didn't have these words. Okay, we'll go on to this set. And they could have a star that just got discarded. Mm -hmm. But Yeah. And the reason that became a, a key ingredient is I work with a lot of people age like 50 and up mm -hmm. who maybe have had been at the same company for like 30 years. They've In the last time they were in the job search market, you were handing off a paper resume to someone. I, oh, I legit sure. still have people like that who have no idea how to approach. And they may get laid off and yeah. they just don't know how to get their name out there. And yeah. So the, adding that component to my business has has been key for that that age demographic. Yeah, is that is that a big chunk of your your current audience or clientele? It it just depends. It's all over the place. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, it's it's like fifty fifty. Like right. I, I really do work with with all ages. That is but, an interesting interesting side to it for sure. Yeah, where you go from paper resume work for decades and then mm -hmm. it's all digital. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could still stand out by dropping off a paper resume yeah you could somewhere yeah like if if you submitted one and you haven't heard back at all yeah you could just stop in and just follow up with but it. if you're trying to do like power of numbers yeah trying to get 10 15 20 apps out in a day you're not yeah you'll get to four if you're driving everywhere mm -hmm. so yeah wow things i wouldn't have thought about yeah paper resumes paper resumes i remember doing that though like mm -hmm. jobs getting summer jobs in high school and college, <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, mostly college, going to places to actually physically yeah. hand in my resume and apply, yeah, and talk to people. Yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm really interested to see how it'll 
like just resume and applications evolve mm-hmm. with AI. Because the thing, the, the way I look at it is like, what's never going to go away is like a company will need to properly evaluate hundreds of candidates at a time. And yeah. so the only logical way to do that is people will have to submit something in, into it. But like mm-hmm. what form that thing is they submitted in and how and what the content that's within that thing that submit for them to evaluate them, that variable, I, I just don't know. I, I'm interested to see how that piece evolves. Yeah. Because that piece is always going to need to be there, but like how will it be delivered it's like how come i don't know be yeah. interesting there's companies that have you submit videos too within your application have oh you, really have you helped anyone with that not videos i i will say i've helped people like develop elevator pitches about themselves like what mm. to say yeah. on the videos yeah um, okay so because i whenever i work with someone i'll give them like a, an interview prep per- personalized guide that yeah. has their elevator pitch personalized to them that nice. they could use i bet uh, that's no, real useful yeah i could probably use an elevator pitch yeah hey maybe i should maybe i should get you covered if only if maybe I'm, maybe for a little maybe for a little sweet green i'll uh i'll work one up for you oh this man is wheeling, and wheeling. 25 dollar elevator pitch no, you know kidding. if only i knew a guy who could help me with an elevator pitch <laughs> I, I, I do have, uh, I got a buddy at Jiu-Jitsu that he was searching for a new job a few months ago, didn't hear back, kind of just stopped. Mm-hmm. And I was, I told him last week, I was like, hey, I got a guy. If, if you need help, <laughs> I always brag your job placement rate, everything. My guy. And he was like, is it the same guy that you podcasted with Drew, our instructor Drew, owner of the Jiu-Jitsu gym? I go, yeah, same dude, that's Tim. I was like, that's what he does is career coaching, resumes, interview prep, whatever you need in that space, that's the guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm always trying to plug my people. I sent uh, my buddy, Dr. Owens, best chiropractor in Indy, by the way, Dr. Christopher Owens. Uh, I referred him to Jeremy McGrew mm. for digital marketing because oh, Doc has been looking for someone to kind of take take that and really help you know, drive, generate leads, warm leads and SEO and help close appointments, you know, things like that. And I told him, cause what he described to me, these people sounded like one, they'd sound extremely desperate and then would be super like, Oh, if you miss this appointment, we won't work with you. And, and so it was just very odd. And I'm like, man, if you find one, you really like do it. But, uh, you know, with any, any space there are bad actors that you know may or may not deliver mm-hmm. they guarantee things oh always a red flag if someone guarantees something um with with lead gen but i know like people can dial in a process and i told him i don't know all of jeremy's parameters i don't know all of his offerings i was like but i know he he is good at what he does he does digital marketing um, just talk to them. Mm-hmm. So I'm always trying to... Always put you the connector. We we have a good network of people that do a lot of different things. Um, I mean, look, we know a yacht broker down in Fort Lauderdale. If someone needs a guy, <laughs> yeah. we got a guy. Yeah. Will Knopfsinger, the yacht slinger. Uh, so that's one cool thing about this podcast is, is we've gotten to connect with a lot of different mm-hmm. people in different areas where we might not talk to them all the time, but if we reached out, we would get a time of day, uh-huh. yeah. Um, especially if we're trying to refer business to mm-hmm. them. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, always, always trying to to fuel the fires of of my people, man. But sometimes not everyone takes me up on it. Yeah, and that, but yeah, but anywho, 
that gives me an idea. We should like, uh, we should like have a, we should convert our episodes into like a reference list. Like we mm. should really go back through all the guests we've had. Yeah. And like categorize like a, like a list of like the guests, what they specialize in. Like but it's, what's crazy is we've been doing this for so long. Like who knows if like everybody still does the same, like, yeah never know but it would be nice to have like enough because we've had over 200 episodes it'd be nice to have that organized in like a list yeah where we, like kind of like a, an official contact list and we could make a few posts about that too like make a few different ones maybe 10 people on a single social media post and we tag them mm. and just we break it down maybe one or two a week hey if you're on this list if we tagged you we're trying to create the most updated uh, network and referral system for everyone we've talked to on the show. If you're tagged and in this post and something is not accurate or we need to add something you know, to your industry or your offering, let us know. We want to be able to refer people to you mm-hmm. that might need your product and or service. Yeah. So we could really break it down. I like that idea. Yeah. I'll, we I'll, could do a lot and just generate a, a whole network. Um, before you know it, we're going to have our own coaching circle. Yeah, because Facebook we, groups, maybe. Yeah, because we 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 share these names, but like I feel like mm-hmm. we'd be a lot more effective at sharing the names if we had it like written down on like a little manual. Yeah, something like for a, people like, to see. A reference and, list. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we've kind of already. Yeah, yeah, this would be yeah. good. The good. book will help too. We yeah, I was gonna a, say we do have a book coming yeah. out. Um, probably end of this year or Q one of twenty four. Uh, I I've had ideas on how to get artwork cover artwork for the book too you're just spilling all over yourself man but nice viore shirt it goes off beads so it doesn't really Uh, nice viore makes quality yeah we're doing a lot of free ads today yeah but viore does make nice clothes yeah very comfortable um yeah i think that'd be a good idea that's cool but yeah good good thought yeah we'll work on that but yeah Mm -hmm. book is coming out um so be on the lookout for that it's tailored to how Tim Ferriss's tribe of mentors is is built. And if you're not familiar, each chapter is a guest that he has spoken to. So there's a chapter on LeBron James and some key takeaways that he had in that conversation. So we have tailored it uh, to mimic that style, but our, our chapters are, I'd say by the time it's in actual book form, no longer than five pages. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to make it pretty short and sweet give you some some good nuggets of info in each chapter. It's not just a a podcast episode review or summary. It, it's a breakdown of, of certain things. So we get more into the nitty-gritty, tangible takeaways, journal prompts at the end of each each chapter. So it's going to be – it's well thought out. Uh, we're in like our second or third round of edits. So before you know it, it will be live. Probably we'll do audiobook and maybe physical copies. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be good mm-hmm. like business card style to give people – hard copies here's our book yeah you know um but yeah that's gonna come out and super excited for that see how that does yeah let's go so yeah be on the lookout for that everybody yeah we haven't titled it yet but working title yeah i'm i'm looking forward to getting that out yep but yeah what about uh what about your business updates business life (laughs) updates is there anything else you'd like to share yeah yeah so and uh, i alluded to some earlier so i'll move a little quicker through these but so recently, I was looking for more kind of editing work. I do ghostwriting for an agency. I like doing that. I usually average a book a month or so, and I write books for entrepreneurs. So that has helped. Uh, everything is weird. It's kind of fueling into things I'm doing. 
uh, skill wise. So it has improved my writing. It has improved, you know, maybe how to lay out what we want. Um, so it, it just it's really helped me. And who knows where that business will go? But that's you know, writing is how I made money when I lost my job in 2020 because of COVID. But I just contracted another personal trainer, which is exciting. It's pretty cool to have, uh, you know, be able to help someone else get back in the game of, of personal training. So he was a personal trainer at a D1 gym here in Indianapolis before for a few years. Uh, he has his own handyman business, so he hasn't been personal training for a couple of years, has been looking for a way back into the training space. We got linked up from a mutual contact you know, we met, I liked him, we jived well, we had similar tra- uh, trains of thought in terms of how to go about fitness and, and training modalities. And I'm teaching him things that I do differently, some things that, you know, give me my competitive advantage. And he has been training some of my clients, you know, a few days a week for three-ish, four weeks now. So people are getting used to him. He's he's getting the swing of things again of, of personal training. So it's it's cool to, you know, for lack of better term, I guess, pay it forward because at one point I was trying to get back in the, the personal training space. And before I knew it, I was doing rehab work for the chiropractor that I saw when I just needed to get worked on. He needed a rehab guy. I quit corporate went back into that and that taught me a bunch of things and now I can help someone get back into fitness for themselves. So it's cool. Um, one thing I've really learned is is onboarding process mm. and how I can really improve that because we met, showed him a few ropes. He sat in on every client session with every client that I have just so people recognize him. They got to talk to him a little bit. So it wasn't just going in ice cold. Like, hey, you'll meet him for the first time. He's going to train you for the first time. No, they got to meet him first. But there are other things I can do in terms of onboarding, you know, more training and things. I kind of just let him get baptized by fire. Mm -hmm. And not that that's always a bad thing, but I think I can improve my process of onboarding new new employees. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I've learned. Uh, But I also... took up more work as an editor for a cannabis company here in Indianapolis called 3G. And so uh, ever since Simply Nano, I have fallen in love with the cannabis industry. And you know, people who hear the word cannabis, they automatically think marijuana. Cannabis is an umbrella term for either hemp or marijuana. So hemp-derived products cannot have more than 0.3% Delta 9 THC which that is the main psychoactive component from marijuana. So cannabis can refer to CBD, marijuana, other compounds in the plant. There's over 100, and people usually only know about CBD or THC. Like I take things CBC for inflammation, cannabichromine, CBG for gut health, cannabigerol. So I take other things, CBN for for nighttime, for sleep, CBDV for natural energy boost. I take that as pre-workout. It's caffeine-free. So there are so many things we can do from the plant uh, to where I I just fell in love with how much it can help people. What I saw it do with Simply Nano, that was just a CBD topical. And the change that I saw that have with with other people and their health and pains. So yeah, I was looking for more work in that space. They needed an editor. I can do that. 
And, mm-hmm. and it's cool. I'm building relationships with other external publications that I've read the last few years. And now I have like an article on Leafly, mm-hmm. which if people are familiar, like that's a very big yeah publication for cannabis. Good feature. You know, so and and we're doing things with another publication called Herb, another big publication. So um, it, it's cool to see what I'm learning, how a bigger company is – is run the ins and outs so i'm getting to see and learn a lot of good things mm-hmm. um within the cannabis industry and it's just it's fun for me like I, I wake up and still enjoy everything i'm doing yeah podcasting cannabis health and fitness i'm gonna try to tie cannabis products into more recovery in the fitness space which i've written on before but i'm gonna lean more into it um you know not like oh hey let's get high and work out no like using topicals for you know, if you're super sore one day, but you still want to get some some movement in, you need to mm. practice your backhand. You know, let's mitigate soreness, get productive things done, but not hammer it that day. But you still get good work in. You know, so it's how can we use these things as tools to improve performance and recovery? Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're non psychoactive things. Mm-hmm. Like I take you know a lot of things that are cannabis, quote unquote, that are non psychoactive. Mm. And I notice actual differences. Um, I've always been a topical fan. So yeah. CBD topicals for me work very well. Yeah, Not for everybody, but for me, if I'm just sore, like if I need to squat one day and my knees are sore because you know, rolling with guys at jiu-jitsu and then I did maybe Olympic lifts the other day, I'm just a little beat up. I just lather that on, feel that kick in, and I can start to move better. I don't go as hard. But let's use tools to improve performance and recovery. Mm-hmm. If they're there, why not use them? Yeah. So that way you can continue living a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And doing physical exercise because hundred percent you got to recover and you 100%. have the tools so maximize them. And yeah, since since the farm bill in 2018, it opened the door for a lot more research of of other cannabinoids. Uh, things like I mentioned, there's over a hundred. So now people can re- do more research on them and how they can. You know, we never claim cures, treatments of diseases and things, but they do research in other areas like tumor growth and and how do some of these components work with various diseases or symptoms. So it's fascinating how much can be done with this type of plant medicine. Mm -hmm. Not that we don't need Western medicine, we do, but how can they come together Mm -hmm. uh, to, to create better care plans for people? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's fascinating industry, very misunderstood. I, I really enjoy it. Um, so yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. But yeah, so I, you know, I'm always doing a lot. I like doing a lot, mm-hmm. but I think everything I'm doing right now is the things I need to be doing. Yeah. And I think everything is, is slowly intertwining itself, uh, to where I'm very intrigued how the next six, eight, 10, 12 months are going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So outside of that. With my coaching business and everything, I'm. I, I have just the last month. I have achieved this level of hunger that I have not had before, mm. and so I'm. I'm rescheduling, replanning content. How I'm gonna post every week? How I'm gonna show up in content every week? Um, you know, I need to have consistent blogs on my website to drive SEO because I see how I've improved SEO for this cannabis company. And I'm like, 
I need to apply that to my business now mm-hmm. because it has skyrocketed. And going from the owner told me their search for certain keywords in Google or certain products, they were at like 120 something. And I started working with them at end of August and now they're in the top five on page one. Wow. So it's like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, makes a difference. I kind of bootstrapped a few things, like some things I've never done, some things I have done, and, and things are working. So mm-hmm. I need to do this for my business. Um, so, and, it, and it's crossed my mind could we have down the road offerings like this through the podcast? Mm. Like, hey, we'll podcast with you. Do you need more attention? Can we help with SEO? Yeah. You have two, might I say, professional writers at your disposal. We can now show data that, hey, this is what is possible. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just collecting data and increasing portfolio. And, and now it's what what can we offer with mm-hmm. people? We want to offer a network. Hey, if you need this service, we'll refer you, refer you to this person. Reach out to them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, and it's, oh, do you need help with SEO? We can do that. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, things are expanding to, to where – we can do anything we want. Sky's the yeah. limit. So it's it's really cool. It, mm-hmm. It's it's cool to, to see things work, cool to uh, expand but learn more and how I can tie things together, create more offerings, help more people, give more value. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's fun, dude. It's, yeah. It's fun. Like things are stressful. I'm so busy, but I know there's someone else hitting it harder, going harder mm-hmm. and faster. Um, but I have prioritized my sleep more so than I ever have mm-hmm. because of this. Yeah. So making sure I get my seven to eight. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not perfect all the time. Sometimes it's like six, six and a half, but I'm very, I'm much more diligent mm-hmm. on a consistent bedtime. Good. Getting seven to eight. So yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to do all these things and hit it hard like this, I got to be fueled up, ready to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 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 I love to hear that you you're truly loving what you're do what you do right now. That's I do, great. man. Like it's yeah. all it's all things I love to do. Yeah, I'm fascinated by all of it. Is there like a specific part of your process that you've been enjoying a little bit more over the last couple months? This could be anything. I mean, this could be with the with any type any type of work that you do. Anything you like that you really get extra fired up to do as part of your process. I think being more strategic with the information I'm going to put out mm-hmm. is is right now probably the most intriguing thing to me because, and I've said on the podcast and I've told you offline, with my coaching business, I'm going to rebrand soon. That's one of the things I'm going to cover with with accountants. I'm going to restructure like the legal side of things of the business to set it up the best way possible moving forward, but I'm going to rebrand. And I think this is part of that content of what I'm going to deliver more of where things uh, might be different content. I'm going to introduce, like I said, more cannabis things with performance recovery um, and supplementation. So I think it's part of a rebranding of, Hey, this is where I'm taking things. And Mm -hmm. that's fun for me of now I, I have a clear path of types of athletes I want to work with, uh, we've talked about um, getting more into the pickleball space. I'm not going to play it, most dangerous sport in the world. But I want to help mm-hmm. you know, uh, you advance in that as well. And, and a goal of mine is to travel with you to just keep on food, supplementation, recover, like do all the things. Mm-hmm. Take 
take cups down there, take all my tools and things to make sure you are primed and ready to go. And that has always been a goal is to travel for an athletic event. Mm -hmm. And so I think rebranding myself and reintroducing things and and being more niche specific is is very fun for me. It's going to be a fun journey. But I have enjoyed adding an extra trainer to free up time Mm -hmm. because for a few months, how I was going was not sustainable. Mm -hmm. And now I can, I'm still working in the business. I still train clients a few days a week, but adding a trainer, I can work more on the business, Mm -hmm. which is what I want to do. I want to grow and scale. The goal is not for me to be a personal trainer, boots on the ground for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. As much as I love it, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I want to be the person who grows it and opens the doors for other trainers to do that, who want to do that. Mm-hmm. Boots on the ground all day, every day. And I want to cultivate the environment to where they can do that. And I can provide work for, for those people. Nice. And help guide them and educate. And, yeah. And like I said, work on the business more than inside of it. Yeah. Because I only have so – I'm trading too much time for dollars. Mm-hmm. I only have so many hour sessions I can do in a day before there's no more room. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's great to see how, uh, how your uh, your vision has evolved. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's yeah, kind of weird now, but now it's like, all right, this is what yeah, we're doing. It's great. Yeah, think bigger. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> all right, Tim, let's get down and nerdy with it. Let's get a little book talk. Okay. What, yeah. Uh, what have your peepers been reading? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go back to Stoic philosophy. A quote I saw uh, by Nietzsche, who's a philosopher. He's pretty much the gist of it is: any ideas worth having are had while walking. So. Mm. I thought that, and that's something that I've been, I wanted to take the quote, but also related to how it's impacted my life positively. So any, any ideas that have any worth are had while walking. I've been incorporating more like just walks around my neighborhood mm-hmm. into my daily routine. Um, like in between work, in between sessions, going, going, going out of the neighborhood. It's made me appreciate, appreciate my neighborhood more, but it's also given me like another pocket of peace to get away from email, get away from my phone. Yeah. Um, if I want to listen to a podcast or some type of like, Music without any words, I, I put that in. But um, yeah, it's the one, and I, I've been a lot more like intentional about just like, I was getting to a point where my day where it was all go, go, go. I didn't really have like any true like meditation time either because I've kind of gotten away from like just morning meditation because of the uh, the practice that I've been doing. I've been, I changed oh, my yeah. gym routine. I go to the gym now, like yep. first thing in the morning. Um, so these walks have kind of replaced that of like having ideas about life, about my business, nice. um, just things that just pop into my head as I'm like kind of just walking through nature yeah. and just like not thinking about anything. It's kind of like a similar type of meditation in a way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I, I've been incorporating that. Um, like you, like you said, like I walk every day, but like there are some days where if I'm not doing uh pickleball or, wor- or heavy workouts, I'll walk even more around mm-hmm. my neighborhood, like three walks instead of just one walk. Um, but yeah, I've been doing that. And then coming back and journaling after those walks is where I've seen the most benefit too. Mm-hmm. Like taking the ideas, um, cause I, you have to write them down. Like you have good ideas yeah. on the walk, you gotta write them down. So that's yeah. where I've kind of replaced journaling time. Cause I used to journal in the morning too like i used right. to meditate and journal the creative but, starting your day with something creative yep was, was yep yeah. yep so sometimes I, like if i if i have time i'll journal before i go work out but because i don't do that first thing in the morning anymore instead i go work out mm-hmm. this has kind of replaced that so walk and then journal now so nice. um yeah it's been really good really rewarding yeah very cool very cool yeah i like um i like when you share stoic things on your page 
and then I'll usually copy it and share it the next day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's really good. Yeah. And I, you've got me on following that that stoic. I forget the name of the actual page, but where there's always like a a Greek or mythological character behind the saying, and they mm-hmm. write out the quote by yeah. somebody. Yeah. And they're so true. Man. Yeah. They're so helpful. Yeah. Uh, I I haven't read Ryan. Uh, what's his name? Ryan Holiday. Ryan he's kind of he's kind of like the proponent, like the main proponent. He's he like modern gives, day stoic. Yeah, yeah. He gives talks. Yeah. He talks to the NBA, yeah. NFL. I've not senators. read his book. Have you read his his book? I've not. He no. might have a couple out. By he now. has like twelve. I think he has like ten. But uh, well, I'm more I just behind that. I listen. I the way main reason main ways I've been getting his content is through his YouTube. I just I, I listen okay. to it audio. I haven't read any of his books yet though. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and people are like what is Stoic philosophy? I think if you were to dumb it down in one thing, it's yeah. like the ability to to distinguish what you can control mm-hmm. and the things that you can't control. I think that that's pretty much the all the main lessons that come from it are from those two things. Yeah, or for, is from that thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is, man, you saying that? I remember growing up, it was always about sports, mm-hmm. like basketball. One of the things my dad and it'll it'll be true to the the day he and i are both gone but he always said don't worry about things that you cannot control Mm -hmm. and i was you know i was was young i was little i I would get mad when the refs would make a bad call Mm -hmm. what i thought was a bad call (laughs) and play the game they're calling yeah you can't worry about what they're gonna call or not just play the game they're calling don't worry worry about what you cannot control yeah and of course me i'm like he goes stop is you yeah. can't control what they're going to do. Yeah. Just control how you play. Yep. And so now it's you know, and this is why I love being surrounded by by people like you is you help instill that without explicitly saying that, but how you go about things, how you talk, how you approach just scenarios in life. I did what I could. Can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And you bring me down. Hey, can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. Just focus on what you're doing. Okay, yeah. Because I get wrapped up in bullshit too. Mm-hmm. We all do. Yeah. But um, it's it's one of the... I mean, I remember a lot of teachings from my dad, but that is one that is the most forefront of do not worry about things you cannot control. Yeah. And it's easier said than done, but when you actually start doing it, put it into practice, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, you just start to make much better decisions. Yeah. And you're less stressed out. You're less yeah. like, God, this person, that person, everything. Like, nah, dude. Yeah. Most of that's gone. Yeah. I've seen a lot of bene- <clears throat> benefits interpersonally with it too. Like with, mm. with the Stoic philosophy ap- applied towards people and difficult people. Because like, uh, yeah. you'll never... you'll you'll never truly be able to control someone else. And mm. the, the, the more, the quicker you realize that, the better. You can only control how you respond to other people and what they say. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There's um, nice segue because Gary Vee is my book talk, but I saw him make a post. I think it was on Facebook. And it was, I'm, I got to kind of summarize and paraphrase. I don't remember the exact wording. But it was about how people always want to blame something or someone. And he said, if you start to blame yourself for everything, and this is nothing new that he has has said. He's said this for for years. But when you start to blame yourself for everything, positions you're in, where you're at in your life, you start to make a whole lot different decisions. Like your decision making vastly changes. And a few years ago, my mom put that in my mind of, 
I was in a spot where everything, I thought everything was on fire all the time. And, and, you know, I was this victim this was happening. The world was against me. No, none of that's the case. And when she said, it's your fault that you are exactly where you are because you've made every decision that has gotten you there. Mm -hmm. No one else has made those decisions for you. And if you listen to someone else and what they thought you should do and you did that, you still made the decision to act in that, that manner, that direction to go that way. And it was that day that I, my whole mindset changed. Mm -hmm. And when I say I am where I'm at in life because of me, my decision, decision making skills greatly improved. Mm -hmm. And it's, you make very different decisions when you start to take blame and ownership Yep. and get rid of that victim mindset bullshit. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, okay. It's all my fault. Yeah. So now good or bad, if things happen, my fault. Mm-hmm. So, because it's what I can control. Yeah, what I do is what I can control. Mm-hmm. So, but yep. yeah, Gary V's crush it. You know, I I was thinking about book talk and what I wanted to reference and was it what I was currently reading right now? I'm reading Atomic Habits, but Gary V's crush it. He talked about, um, you know, cashing in on your passions and leveraging the internet to do so. And like that's that's what we're doing every day. And right now I'm doing everything I'm passionate about and trying to cash in on it. Not that it's all about the money, but we got to live. We need money, but we're trying to grow and scale businesses. And based off the things that we are passionate about, you love helping people with their career. And you're very good about it. You're very passionate about it. And, uh, you know, we're, you're professional. You're living off of doing that. Mm-hmm. And so... That's why I thought Gary Vee's crush it when he he has sections talking about cashing in on the things you love because it is possible. I mean, look how many people make money doing whatever. You know, you might think it's silly. They might love it. You know, you see whatever TikTok trend or dances, like maybe those people love dancing and now they have a huge following. They're making money just doing dances. Mm -hmm. Make money doing anything. Yeah. You know, within the confines of the law, you freaks. (laughs) Uh, But... You know, it, it's crazy. You can make money on things you love to do, things you're passionate about. And, you know, Gary Vee, a little goes, you know, you hear the same things. I, I love Gary Vee. But after a little bit, I'm like, all right, I'm good. Good for a while. But that that idea from his book, Crush It, which was his first one, um, was kind of just a, a reaffirmation of, continue doing what i'm doing mm-hmm. because i like the things i'm doing things are working hitting green lights keep keep hammering it down mm-hmm. with what i'm doing right now so yeah um i love it yeah gary v crush it so that's all i got for book talk thank you for sharing thank yeah, you good. a lot of gems from gary v yeah oh yeah man i'd man, i'd love to have him on the podcast mm-hmm. someday we will yeah we will um yeah, I think uh, I think we've been having really good guests on. I think it's been we're definitely upping the guest game mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and so uh, just trying to always in- increase our value add to people. Mm-hmm. So yep, yeah, it's cool, man. Uh, Tim, anything else for our lovely listeners? Uh, no, appreciate your time today. Um, I would just say if there's anything else you'd ever like us to talk about or people you'd like us to bring on. We always love suggestions of interesting people. So, yeah, and appreciate you making it this far and, and listening. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. 
All right, everyone, if uh, if you're enjoying the show, please head on over to iTunes, I guess, or Spotify, too. Can you leave mm-hmm. reviews on Spotify? Um, I think you just do the stars. Just Five the stars. stars. All right, so Spotify and or iTunes, if you do both, that'd be extra helpful and a lot more appreciated but either or a uh, five-star rating and review really helps our momentum our visibility so if you're liking the show please take less than two minutes out of your day and give us a review and rating we appreciate you hanging with us and until next time we are out of here